This is a podcast from Rover. All right, time for this week's view from the top paddock. And we head to the West Coast to catch up with the Vice President of the World Farmers Organisation. I always love it when I say that. Vice President of the World Farmers Organisation. Katie Mount, how are you, Katie? How's things down on the coast? Yeah, g'day. It's um, coming out to be a uh, lovely start to the weekend here on the coast. We had uh, pretty good heavy rain over the week and then a nice cold southerly, which dosed us with a fair bit of snow up on the tops, which of course has cleared it out into beautiful blue skies oh. and, and warm day today. So that's good. Yeah. Need a few more days of that now. Fantastic. Right, your successor as Fed's president's going into politics. Uh, is there no real surprise there, is there? Well, not for some of us. Quite <laughs> <laughs> um, although, on the other hand, it is because um, when you know Andrew properly, he is actually quite an introvert. So it's quite a thing to put yourself forward for these um, types of roles where you could be front and centre, as he has been and has grown used to it. Um, yep. But it's not the sort of normal normal thing that you expect. But it just shows you how um, passionate he is about making sure that the rural um, sector gets a fair deal and, you know, doesn't become underserviced and, and put risk through policies that are implemented that uh, um, are not necessarily thoroughly thought out so that they include all the needs of rural communities and don't just focus on one aspect, which yeah. sort of feels like what happens often with, with generalised policies that, you know, nationally come down. It's serving one purpose and doesn't look at the big picture. Often yeah. the economic analysis aren't done to go hand in hand with any new policy as they should be yeah 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 well any any farmer voice that we can get in there has got to be a good one right so yeah exactly yeah and actually we're going to have a few come through potentially a few more this year you know um who certainly understand rural new zealand anyway you've got um david mcleod also in taranaki yes uh, who was a regional council chair there for many years and and um was a frontier director and stuff, so he certainly knows rural communities' needs. And um, you've got Miles Anderson um, down in the Waitaki. So, yeah, there's a few new faces that hopefully will pop through, and, and um, there might be a couple more yet, too. There's a few in the wings that are thinking about it mm-hmm. as the time draws near. So, yeah. yeah. Can, we, can, we, can we sort of, um, you know, turn the screws a bit, and can you reveal anybody potentially, Katie, or...? No, not at this stage, but I often get approached by people about myself. Yeah, but, well. Um, people also approach me wanting a bit of um, understanding of how that all ticks over up there for yeah. themselves, thinking yeah. about it, which I'm always happy to talk to people who are thinking about diving in from what I've seen from the outside looking in, because obviously I yeah. haven't been a politician of that nature, but um, a few pointers on, on, on what the goings-on are and, and how you could be useful um, for anyone wants to know. They have Free, feel free to give me a ring. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Westland Milk Products, Katie, is investing yeah. $70 million to expand manufacturing. You are a director. What What are the details there? Yeah, well, um, I was a director when we sold it. Of course, it's um, fully privatised now. Um, oh, right, was a director. Owned by Yilly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they're, they're really good. They still um, follow the same format of coming around a couple of times a year and, and keeping us um, suppliers informed as to what their intentions are and how things are going and what's not going so well um, as, a, as a sign of confidence in the um, you know, relationship between both of us to breed loyalty that, that we are part of it and not just um, someone who supplies milk, which was really, really good and important having you know, considered that we were a co-op for so long before that. Yeah, and that investment, Nick um, Ferrin. So um, the nutraceutical side of it uh, is, is really um, good to see that they're continuing their investment strategy of, of 
getting on top of the deferred maintenance that we kept having to put off, to be frank, and also to um, chase things that are well thought out and can add to the, um, the value of milk. And eventually, when they've had their return on investment, we hope that they'll be able to share a bit of those extra profits that they make um, back to us to even um, increase our loyalty and, and our uh, confidence that they're here for the long game, which, of course, being Chinese, they are. They don't do anything for yeah. for um, short term. They think 100-year resource map to the world sort of thing. So if they're willing to invest in your community, you can be darn sure, unless something catastrophically goes wrong geopolitically, they're here to stay. Yeah, they're here for the long haul. So just as long as I can get my West Gold, Katie, I've just got to, you know, yeah. I'm a ginger nuts. You started a terrible habit. I blame you. I blame you for making me into a sumo wrestler. Yeah, it's superb, isn't it? You yeah. can't beat that quarter inch on top of a ginger nut. Oh, no, outstanding. Hey, Katie, thank you very much for joining us. That is Katie Milne, World Farming Organisation Vice President out of uh, out of Lake Brunner there. A slightly uh, shortened version today with Katie. With, uh, we just had a little bit of an issue with the phones, but we got through to her, and that is fantastic. Love that. Next up, we're talking, we go from talking the best butter in the world to arguably some of the best beef in the world. Wagyu next.